0: Okay, so we're recording. John, you want to give us the clap? Here it is. Awesome. Fantastic. Especially. So it sounds like it's time to start the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to Shop Talk, brought to you by 124Go. This is a podcast dedicated to salon professionals that are wanting to grow their career and give back to their uh, hairdressing community. So I'm Chris Souleme, co-host, and I'm here with my great buddy, John Palmieri. And we have an amazing guest today. Yep. Um, I'm so, excited. Yeah. Super excited. So we're sitting here with, uh, maybe I'll introduce for a little bit before I say who it is. so' you want to lead up? Make yeah. It really, yeah. Amazing. Let's make it, let's make it really. Well, well I'm sitting here with somebody who for the past two days has been, has been coaching me and br- bringing out my humility uh, as it relates to presentation skills <laughs> <laughs> and hair cutting. And uh, she really is an amazing leader in the industry, uh, has been out there for the past seven years, uh, created her own hair cutting. Curriculum and has been bringing that to thousands of salon professionals around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I won't tell her story for her. Let's just say before then, uh, she had uh, many years of lead in, uh, you know, with many years of foundational haircutting and, and many years of hard work mm-hmm. uh, to get where you're at. And so, anyway, we're here with Miss Sally Rogerson.
1: Hello, everyone.
2: And uh, really happy to be here. And so, John, how do you want to start this out? You know, one of my favorite places to start is I, I'd like to know how people entered this industry. You know, why hairdressing? You know, how did this journey begin for you? How did you decide this was the career path for you?
1: Well, I think uh, that it's a very interesting story because mm-hmm. it's also a very similar story as mm-hmm. well. Because we've been doing introductions here, um, we've been doing two days of teacher training, right. and. You know, we've been talking about this. I find a lot of hairdressers have a very similar story of how they got into the industry. Right. Mine is the traditional uh, path, I think, Mm. of, you know, wanting to please your parents. Yeah. Uh, Mm. My parents wanted me to go to university. They wanted me to study things like accounting and (laughs) economics and things like that.
2: You'd make a great lawyer or something,
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, if you saw me at that time when I was... 13, 14, 15, I was very interested in fashion, I was very interested in music, uh, you know, I was always just in my bedroom reading ID Magazine and The Face
2: Oh, I that kind of stuff, I right? about that, yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, that was, it. music particularly was mm-hmm. so, such a guiding light um, at that time, and I was looking for some kind of out, mm-hmm. honestly, yeah. I lived in a very, very small town mm-hmm. in England, and uh, very rural, Mm -hmm. uh, farming, Mm -hmm. you know, um, not much going on at all. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was just of the opinion that I had to get the heck out of there as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. I always had the weird hair, I always had the funny outfit. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know about you, but for me, in my formative years and in my childhood, I was not interested ever in ever following anything that anybody else did. Do you know what I mean? Right. A lot of kids, I think, want to conform. They want to look the same as their friend. They don't want to stand out. Right. But I never felt that at all. I love being, like, different. I Mm love being by myself. Mm -hmm. And I had a very strong opinion. So uh, I think, you know, my parents were definitely, uh, you know, really pushing me in that more academic kind of realm. Mm -hmm. I was trying to find a way out, I went to a hair show, mm-hmm. and I literally went about a hundred miles away from where I was born, mm-hmm. and I went to uh, Manchester, which mm-hmm. is a really big you know, city in the north, right. very much known for its music, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, you know, I'll go to this hair show because my friend wanted to become a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. And really, I was just thinking it's an excuse to tell my mom and dad mm-hmm. sure. that I'm going legitimately to do something <laughs> right. to help my friend. Mm-hmm. But really, I was hoping to get into a nightclub mm-hmm. and, you know, get into some trouble. Probably. That sounds that
0: sounds that sounds reasonable
2: to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to know why you didn't call us first. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, um, you know, I just walked into a hair show mm-hmm. on stage with the strangest looking people I'd ever seen in my life, mm-hmm. in a good way.
2: The mm-hmm. <laughs> Stone Roses weren't playing, were they?
1: Um, no, that was a little bit after that time, but it was, it was around <laughs> that
2: time. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: I definitely went to the Hacienda mm-hmm. and all of that amazing time. Mm-hmm. But I literally walked in, uh, Vidal Sassoon had a group on stage mm-hmm. and uh, everyone just looked wild mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And they looked like my magazines come to life. Mm-hmm. And they were doing hair. And I remember, you know, the models, they were doing cut and color. I had never thought to myself, really,
3: mm-hmm.
1: how does one do hair? Mm-hmm. It never occurred to me. Sure, I wasn't interested. right. And I just, I don't know, it was the energy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was the energy. Mm-hmm. And literally I looked at that stage mm-hmm. and I thought, this is my way out.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: You know, I yeah. went straight up and asked them
0: for a job. Yeah. You know what I love about <laughs> your story is that you know, it it feels when you're walking through that. Mm-hmm. It feels very unique. Yeah. Um, and you know, I love the way you say. And you know, it's it's so much fun when you say. You know, I had I had weird hair or I wore weird outfits yeah. and and and. and what is feels abnormal mm-hmm. in the you know maybe the regular world yeah. out there if you're going to yeah. be a banker or a lawyer or yes. something like that yeah. right becomes very normal when you walk into a group of hairdressers yes. it's right. like you know i think so many of us and we, you know we talked about the whole saving you yeah. like we think this career saves people's lives 100 percent because yeah. we feel yeah. like people finally for the first time you mm-hmm. know going through those formative years and going like where where the hell do i yep. fit in I uh, be yourself. yeah and all of a sudden you go here are my people. Yes. Like, this is my tribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you touched yeah. on
2: something which I think that a lot of hairdressers kind of know, mm-hmm. but I think we know it internally. We don't necessarily express it well. And that's that connect. I mean, we know that there's a connection between hairdressing and fashion. Yeah. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? But there's more to it than that. There's the art, right? Yes. There's the fashion, obviously. There's the music. Yeah. You know, there's that community that comes with that. Yeah. And it's not necessarily, you said it's a way out. Mm-hmm. Um I it was wanted, a way in. Yeah. It's a way in. I, yeah. yeah. Thank you for I was that. Just thinking yeah. I, I was thinking the same uh-huh. thing. It's For uh-huh. me, I, I'll speak for myself, it was less about finding a way out, but more about finding out, where do I fit? Where, where's yeah. my in? Where's uh-huh. my space? Where uh-huh. do I Where do I belong? Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh-huh. thank you for that. Uh-huh. That was great. That's awesome. So after that, you, um, and by
0: the way, mine was Tre- uh, Trevor Sorby hair yeah. show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I was like. Mm-hmm. I, because I knew I was going to be a little bald guy. Yeah. That was coming, <laughs> right? That was coming. You took one look at I mean, yeah, and said, yeah. Oh, that well. was that was <laughs> never a question. It wasn't if it was when.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and it was like, wow. You know, mm-hmm. that's. He, he can do it, then, you know, maybe I at least have a little bit of a shot, right. yeah. you know, at something fun. And mm-hmm. so um, after that, I know, you know, it's different in England than the States mm-hmm. that you all walk through an apprenticeship program. Mm-hmm. So you want to kind of share what happened after that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I went, <clears throat> I went up, asked for a job. Uh, they said, go and fill out an application form. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I did I went home told my mom and dad that I was leaving home I was 16 I was 15 at the time and I was coming up to my 16th birthday and I said um, you know I'm leaving (laughs) Uh, And, Tomorrow. Uh, yes. Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I'm leaving. I'm going to go and be an apprentice. I'm going to apply for this job. Of course, they were horrified. Mm-hmm. But um, if you'd known me at that time, there, mm-hmm. there wasn't much stopping me. So right. it was um, definitely, I'd made my mind up, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. And I, obviously, I wanted their approval.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. But I was still going anyway. Right. Uh, very independent person. I'd always, you know, worked three jobs. Uh, from about the age of 13 just Mm -hmm. small little Saturday Mm -hmm. jobs you know Mm -hmm. working Mm -hmm. in the store whatever so that work ethic which I think is so important to Mm -hmm. be successful in Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. industry Mm -hmm. that work ethic was already in me Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean I didn't have to learn it so I knew if I went and became an apprentice Mm -hmm. I knew I would also have to work Three
3: jobs, sure, right,
1: and I was already okay to do that, so yeah. I'd already thought that through. Yeah, so I applied for the job. Uh, they said to me, Come and have an interview.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but coming from a small town, I think this is a small town mentality in mm-hmm. a way. So I left my small town thinking I was the bee's knees, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because it's all about. You know, um, being in that smaller environment, big fish in a small pond. Yeah, right. Yeah, I can remember getting my best clothes on, which in my town were like the height of fashion. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Got on the train. It's probably about a two-hour train journey, and as that train got closer and closer to the city, all these cooler people—you got less got, and less cool. I got less and less cool. I started to really doubt myself, and my confidence yeah. started to disappear. Right. Yeah. right?
2: You saw fashion progress out the train window, yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it was a movie. Yeah. You know. That's great. So uh, I got off the train and I can remember absolutely thinking, shit, what am I going to do? Because I'm like six months behind, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I'm going to go to Vidal Sassoon and walk in the door. Mm -hmm. And I walked up to the salon and I walked past and I didn't go in. Mm -hmm. I just didn't go in. And I literally, because everyone was so cool. Right. And everyone was in Kandegasan, that Mm -hmm. was like everything. Right. And Vivian Westwood. Mm -hmm. And I was just like... Oh, my God. And I went to a store. I didn't have very much money. Mm-hmm. I bought something else to wear. Wow. <clears throat> I went and got changed in the changing room. Yep. And then I walked past again. I must have walked past 10 times. Mm-hmm. And I think I was close to getting back on the train and going back home again. Ah, yeah? yeah. And then I slapped myself around the face yeah. and was like, come on, yeah, you know. Right. Yeah. Walked in there. Yeah. So intimidating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So intimidating. I was 15 as yeah. well, you mm-hmm. know. So, walked in. Duh, duh, duh. There's... 30 people mm-hmm. for the interview yeah. all same as me you yeah. know uh, walked in mass interview and uh, looking back now it was a bit like American Idol or yeah. something yeah. You yeah. Know? and they went round the room and you had to say your favourite uh, three designers mm-hmm. something like that yeah and some people didn't have anything to say sure. and mm-hmm. they were led out sure wow <laughs> yeah. immediately yeah. so that was round gone yeah and then you went into like a two or three person interview, sure. and then eventually you went down into a personal interview. Mm-hmm. It was ri- really, you know, it was really hardcore, mm-hmm. and it was more about keeping your nerves than anything else. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Super intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the job. I left home, uh, lived in, literally in a closet. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, well, there's it's four. It's very,
0: very, very Manchester anyway, <laughs> yeah. right? So
1: there was literally like four other assistants and, um, you know, we made every room yeah. in the house into a room and mm-hmm. you had a bigger room if you could afford it sure. and I had a closet, you know I what know. I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, it didn't matter. I don't really know what happened. I went in there. It was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. I went out every single night. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how because I had absolutely no money, Mm -hmm. I never ate lunch, Mm -hmm. I walked to work Mm -hmm. and um, would somehow manage to find a few pounds to go out to a nightclub, (laughs) Uh, worked a bar job every single night and then went out afterwards Mm -hmm. and uh, it was an amazing time. I've got to be honest, it wasn't about the hair Mm -hmm. at all.
0: No, you were having fun. Uh, It was about the
1: experience. Mm -hmm. Then I realized, you know what? I can actually do this. This mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. It was fulfilling to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew if I worked hard at it, I could become good at it. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I feel like this is a really good topic. It's very—it's really become relevant right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, me being older, a little older, and mm-hmm. been, been through a bit, you know, in the business. And um, I feel like we... When I entered the industry in the early 90s, -hmm. late 80s, early 90s, there was this rock star feel Mm -hmm. to it. And then I think we went through a very business stage where this became a business. I think hairdressers became business people. Salons got more serious about it. Got a little tougher to run a business and grow a team and all that. Um, And in the past few years, obviously, the social media thing, Mm -hmm. I think people are remembering that they can room with five people and sleep in a closet and go after their dreams Mm -hmm. and you know one of the one of the interesting things that you know a guru that i listen to all the time Mm -hmm. talks about that i agree with and Mm -hmm. probably have always agreed with is you know there's that moment of decision where your parents are or or people around you are expecting you to do one thing and you just have to like go with your gut yeah Mm -hmm. and you know um brian talked about this on our first podcast like You know, this is either, I'm either gonna be hugely successful or a complete failure, but it's not gonna be in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that's something I think young people have to be okay with today is like, you know what, you got, life is shorter and longer than you think, right? Mm -hmm. And if you don't like make that, if you didn't make that happy decision, right? Right? And go, you know what, I'm gonna do this, and like stayed at home just because your parents kind of told you that, you know, I'm sure you'd have been happy, but who knows? What you would have missed out on. I would have burned the house
2: down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. You know,
1: that would not have been a good decision. <laughs> going,
2: you know, going through the same process and mm-hmm. you know, listening to your story, and you're right. There's a lot of similarities there. I can remember starting my own business, mm-hmm. right. And the question comes up, well, what? How did you think you could do that? Sure. Yes. And we, you and I, had this conversation mm-hmm. before, and I was like, you mean you could not you could not right you know? <laughs> right like, yeah. right I just thought that's what you did right you yeah. know you just yeah. you do that someday yeah. exactly and um, I remember the question came up but well, weren't you afraid and I was like thinking about it for a minute and I was like well here's what would have happened sure the worst thing that could have happened was I would have sold my $300 Oldsmobile right yeah. and moved out of my apartment and yeah. back in with my folks right yeah. now, that's the worst right. thing that could possibly happen yeah I'm good yeah exactly. you know? yeah true yeah.
0: Yeah. So fast forward us a little bit. You yeah. you spent some time at Sassoon's. Yeah. You did, and you did all. You held all kinds of positions and mm-hmm. titles there, and mm-hmm. grew up grew up through the ranks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know if you could if you could bring us midway into that mm-hmm. journey because you ended up from there to here somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, catch us up a little bit.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, you know I I uh, became a stylist on the floor when I was about <clears throat> eighteen,
3: mm-hmm.
1: which is you know quite young. And um you know in England a lot of people do go and travel for a year or two. It's mm-hmm. pretty normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of my friends were going off backpacking. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna interrupt you for one yeah, second of because what you just said is so big to me. Yeah. You had three years of training. Yeah. You know, and I meet kids that like nowadays they go through a nine month hair school program yeah. and they want I want to I wanna I wanna have already achieved it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, the impatience. Yeah. And What you're talking about is three full years of Mm -hmm. training Mm -hmm. before you got on the floor. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So three years. And then, um, yeah, all my friends went off traveling. And uh, I don't know. I was like, I'm going to go with them. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was missing out on something, you know, because everyone else went to university and I didn't. Right, That was like my university Mm -hmm. and my college degree. So I left. I went traveling for a few years. And then... Uh, When I came back to England, uh, Prince Charles had this uh, Prince's Trust (laughs) for um, young people Mm -hmm. to try and encourage them to open new businesses. And it was this really big push. During all of my training and everything, I'd always also been, um, you know, collecting vintage clothing, Mm -hmm. remaking it, selling it on. Mm -hmm. So I'd always been
3: hustling.
1: I'd always had that entrepreneurial spirit as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, I figured out that they would give me a grant mm-hmm. to open a business. So I then moved to Leeds and I opened up a vintage clothing mm-hmm. and furniture store because mm-hmm. I knew quite a lot about collectibles and that kind of stuff. So I did that for about two years and that was really successful, but I started to just really loved the idea of doing hair again. Mm-hmm. All of my friends were now in London in the school, and they were all like the art directors and that kind of stuff. Sure. So I remember pitching it to them and saying, I was thinking about coming back, and they were like, come back to London, you know, we'll get you back in again. And I'd always wanted to teach in the school. So I said to myself, I want to go back and become a teacher.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, you know, I had to go back in, I had to retrain a little bit and moved through the ranks pretty quickly. They wanted to put me in the salon and I literally called um, Simon Ellis at the time because he was the um, lead guy Mm. in the school and I called him every single Friday Mm. and I said to him, is there room for a teacher in the school yet? And he said, well, no, but you asked me last Friday Mm. and the answer is still the same. (laughs) And I literally called him every single Friday until he gave in. And then one day I got sick of it and said, okay, you can come in the school. And that's kind of how I became a teacher. <laughs> so
2: tell me a little bit more about that, because yeah. when we first started this conversation, yeah. you got very much involved in the art in the fashion and yeah, the music yeah. and all of that, mm. right? And somewhere along that journey, yeah. you decided, I really want to teach. Mm. Now, To me, that's a... That's not rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's oh no, else. they mm-hmm. were the
1: the teachers in the London school were the coolest people.
3: Uh,
2: they were, they were really?
1: even weirder.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they were
1: even more into fashion. Ah, right. And the school was full of uh, Japanese students, mm-hmm. and they were just fashion from head to yeah. toe. Got it. And it was so exciting, yeah. you know. So yeah. you wanted that's
2: another, another in? Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I got into the school um, and realized that was truly my passion, you know, Uh, and then, you know, I was lucky enough. My mentor is Mm -hmm. Tim Hartley. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I I spent a lot of my career traveling the world with him, Annie Humphreys. I mean, the people that I worked with Mm -hmm. were just insane. Mm -hmm. I was one of the youngest people on the art team in Mm -hmm. London. Mm so. I mean, I can remember, you know, being in the academy where they taught all of the new collections. Mm -hmm. And being that new young teacher Mm -hmm. was really, really hard. Mm -hmm. I was the newest person. I was the youngest person. Mm -hmm. And I knew in my heart Mm -hmm. that nobody Mm -hmm. wanted to be in my group. I knew that. So I had to work so hard right. to win those people over, mm-hmm. you know, it was like in the afternoon when they did the work session, mm-hmm. there would be like maybe five or six teachers.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It would be Tim Hartley over there, mm-hmm. there would be Mark Hayes over there, mm-hmm. there would be Richard Ashforth over there, mm-hmm. you know, there would be, you know, Peter Gray over there. It was like, and then there'd be me, mm-hmm. you know? And I knew looking at those people, right. none of them wanted to be my group. And it was the best thing for me in the world because I had to work even harder. Right. I had to be even more creative. Yeah. I had to win those people over.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, that was the best education I could have
2: had. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know? When you talk about teaching, right, what does that do for you? I mean, you said you found your passion, yeah. right? Um, which I think was a little bit of a different journey than... Just doing hair yes. on customers yes T- tell me more about how, how, how does that feed you, you know, yeah. what is it about teaching that, that just fills you up
1: I think uh, you know it's so important to me mm-hmm. I'm definitely just love that moment when you break something down for someone mm-hmm. and it connects with them right. and that's really what I love mm-hmm. you know I love being In the class, one on one with people, trying to figure them out, trying to help them, right? And that is really just so big for me. Mm. And I really like the nuances of teaching. Mm. I'm always trying to figure out the even more simple, (laughs) quick, efficient way Mm -hmm. that I can get this piece of information into you. Mm -hmm. So I'm always just working on this and working on that. Do you know what I mean? I
3: hear you.
1: Yeah, um, obviously, I I'm a very creative person as well Mm -hmm. and I love doing creative work and editorial and you know I'm also a photographer and I do so many things Mm -hmm. but if you took everything away and left me with one thing that that one thing would be teaching somebody Mm -hmm. I don't care what I'm teaching them Mm -hmm. I enjoy the process
2: Yeah, that's it I know this isn't the Chris interview, but yep. you love working with the students too,
0: mm-hmm. right? I, I I adore working mm-hmm. with students. Right. So yeah, no, same same, and I and I can tell by, yep. um, you know, Sally has some some not so subtle ways of teaching. Mm-hmm. If you ever take a mm-hmm. class from her, mm-hmm. she also has some subtle ways of teaching. Yep. You mm-hmm. know, and you have to you have to know your audience. Right. You know, and the thing about learners are like that. Um, I believe that all people are good inside, like, I mean, unless you're like psychotic or whatever, but like, (laughs) you know, I believe that all, and they're, and they're really trying their best and like, you know, their defense systems, Mm -hmm. you know, flare, especially in situations where there's learning happening because learning is unfamiliarity, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've watched you for the past two days, you know, with just five different learners, but all higher level professionals. Mm -hmm kind of dance your dance, you know, and it's, it's such a chess match for a really good cause, mm-hmm. yes. you know, which is, which kind of brings me to my next question, which is SR education. So let me, let me plug first, okay, please. Very shameless. So I'd heard your name back mm-hmm. when I was at Cune, mm-hmm. and I knew that there might be some, you know, a discussion here and Sally might come and do a program. Mm-hmm. Um, that was all I knew of you at the time. Mm-hmm. Fast forward. Mm-hmm. When I was coming on board at Salon 124 group, a group of the girls were going out to this Thrive Sessions right. in Denver, yeah. um, which I really had no idea was I was signing up for. I was just like, yeah, I'll go to a hair. I hadn't been in education in years besides right. yeah, doing yeah, education, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, holy shit, the first time I'm actually going to sit in a class and not have to say a word if yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> cool. Although I always end up talking either way. But.
3: <laughs> but. Uh,
0: <laughs> but. I but went, <laughs> went through that weekend and was so impressed, yeah. and you all have a th- another Thrive Sessions coming yes. up here in, in a couple of months, yeah. um, and I know that SR Education really is the power. Well, you, you're kind of the brains behind mm-hmm. that thing happening. I know you have some partners involved, but Thrive Sessions is coming, so I guess question one is SR Education. Yes. What is it? and? um mm-hmm. You know, can I, who can be a part of, like yeah, yeah, yeah. God and brag on SR Education? Well, for
1: a you know, I left Sassoon. Um, I spent my whole career there, my yeah. whole life there. Um, I moved from London to LA. I was the senior creative director in the LA Academy in Santa Monica, and then about seven years ago, I just really decided I'm going to go for it. I'm going to really try and achieve my dream. Mm-hmm. And my dream was to develop a training program. And um an education company that I could then build, and I really wanted to support the salon stylist. I really felt at the time that uh, hair education was getting more and more complicated. I felt like all of the brands and all of the companies were just trying to top so each other and it was so complicated, and I was part of that. If yep. you'd been in yep. my class doing a creative class with me, same, you know it was same. like pfft. so. I stripped everything back and I tried to simplify everything and I wanted to create a program that would be easy to understand, beneficial to people in the salon every day and I got to the point where I felt like the word, um, you know, salon work or... Any kind of indication that you were doing commercial work mm-hmm. seemed to be like looked down upon like, oh, you do layout box, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And it was like it was like you were only successful right. if you had this crazy <clears throat> clientele and you could right. disconnect every single makeup, right. you know? Right. And that's not reality. No,
0: that's like, not what's happening, in, not salons, what's so happening yeah. in salons. That's not
1: what's happening in salons. So, you know, I really wanted to do something that was real. That mm-hmm. was a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. I think I'd got far, so far removed from real hair. Mm-hmm. Got it. I wanted to get back into that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's when I started SR education. I, I left again, you know, mm-hmm. I'm that kind of person. <laughs> it's all or nothing.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I've always had a very entrepreneurial spirit. I've mm-hmm. always been very business minded as well. Mm-hmm. I like to just make things happen. Mm-hmm. It's exciting to me,
3: mm-hmm. you know? Yeah.
1: I like that thrill of it, so I left and I started SR Education. Um, you know, I got into Kickstarter. I think I was one of the first people in the industry
0: oh, to use. That's
2: amazing. That's great. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm lucky because my husband is a producer, mm-hmm. so we uh, filmed for like probably 15 days and uh, brought out my first collection of DVDs. Mm-hmm. I got about seventy thousand dollars from Kickstarter oh, wow. to go towards it. That's mm-hmm. great. Yep. Yeah. And I felt like I was, uh, you know, on some kind of political rally, mm-hmm. you know, I literally didn't take any uh, <clears throat> classes for about a month mm-hmm. and I literally went everywhere, mm-hmm. um, went into schools, went into salons, did demos, mm-hmm. talked about Kickstarter and right. raised funds. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a great situation because I could go and talk to people about SR education as well, mm-hmm. you know, so it yeah. was, you know, it was marketing as well, mm-hmm. obviously. Sure. So, I used Kickstarter, that was seven years ago. Wow. And before I'd seen anybody else use Kickstarter.
0: Yeah, no, it, uh, I hadn't and, heard of it uh, until recently. Really. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So, that was really cool. We did it again for our men's program as mm-hmm. well and uh, raised money. And I now have an online platform that we built ourselves, right. you know, for our haircutting program. So, SR Education has really grown. Mm-hmm. It started off just as more of a haircutting program. Right. But now it's teacher training, Uh, we have salon um, apprentice programs that people follow. Uh, We are just moving through into color and razor cutting uh, starting this year. I have um, a really amazing team of people now as well and I have also kind of franchised it out a little bit so we have a few different academies now. So people are also teaching SR education classes Mm. um, that have trained with me, Mm. and so we have some satellite locations as well. But everything really was all about trying to get a location open, and that's literally what is happening on Monday. Monday. So on Monday, my uh, school is opening. Yeah.
3: Congratulations. And that's
1: in Scottsdale, Arizona. Congratulations. I left LA, moved to Scottsdale, so Mm. I could open, you know, a space. Right. And uh, we are going to be an advanced training program. Mm-hmm. We're also gonna open for cosmetology, very small boutique cosmetology school, starting in March. And Tim Hartley, who is my mentor yeah. that I met when I was 17, is coming in January to open the school.
2: Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So
1: very, very exciting. If mm-hmm. any of you want to um, you know, come and spend some time with Tim, mm-hmm. we do have a couple of places left for his workshop.
0: Yeah, tell us about Thrive, well. so how do we, yeah. how do we mm-hmm. get there?
1: So then, uh, we, I also have another business, okay. which is um, a hair show, and that's um, called Thrive Sessions so this is really all about the hair show i felt personally that the hair shows have just got so big yeah you get lost in them don't you totally yeah. you know am i in the nail aisle i don't know what's it's going on it's
2: almost a flea market after a while
0: yeah 100 yeah. 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 percent. I'm, and i'm gonna i'm gonna cut you off again yeah. which is by the way the theme on our podcast okay, just that's so right. you know. yeah, yeah, yeah we're always
3: yeah
0: uh but y- going to thrive sessions you know it was small I'm going to say it was appropriately sized, right? So it was, the, it was small mm-hmm. but perfect. Yeah. Um, the perfect size classrooms. Um, you picked fantastic instructors. I, I sat in on a hair extensions class with LB. Mm-hmm. Had no intention of sitting in that class for more than 10 minutes yeah. just to get a snapshot and then mm-hmm. bring back some information yeah. for the team. Stayed for three hours. Mm-hmm. Actually, weaved hair extensions, yeah. and I'm going Isn't to get that certified. Amazing. Yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, who I know is she's sort of yep. your partner in yep. this, right? Yep, so
1: Lindsay Guzman is um, someone that I met, she was in my teacher training program mm-hmm. and um, she's now become one of my SR education academies in Denver mm-hmm. and uh, she also has an amazing hair education academy. Mm-hmm. So we've got together and become partners in this um, Thrive Sessions which is our hair show. So. Uh, March the 24th and 25th we're going to be in Seattle Mm -hmm. Um, it's got bigger than it was last year in Denver Uh and we've got more artists Mm -hmm. so this is again all about allowing a stylist in the salon to thrive Mm -hmm. and we know that there's stylists who are very very good in their area Mm But then they're like, either get a bit bored, what am I gonna do now? What's the new challenge? Or how do I raise my revenue Mm -hmm. at this point? Sure. And so if you're someone that does really great cut and color, Mm -hmm. how can you raise it? Well, you can start mastering extension, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Or you can start mastering your social media or, you know.
0: Great social media class there. Mm -hmm.
1: So those elements, so what we wanted to do was get a group of independent artists to Mm -hmm. come together to fill in all of those gaps Gaps, that people um, struggle with in the salon. Mm -hmm. So we have um, eight different classes, we're having social media with Nina. Uh, she um, has a company called Passion Squared, who's right. a very famous mm-hmm. and really amazing social media company. We also have Destroy the Hairdresser, who are going to be our business coaching mm-hmm. company. Um, we have Jay Olson from Pulp Riot, who specializes in um, like balayage mm-hmm. and uh, really beautiful Uh, hair painting Mm -hmm. we also have LB extension classes Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to be doing um, our new razor class we also have a speed foil placement class Mm -hmm. Um, still uh, some classic hair cutting Mm -hmm. and then in the evening we're going to have an evening show and I've managed to persuade again my mentor Tim Hartley Mm -hmm. and um, Tina Anderson to come over and they're going to be doing a huge um, evening Mm -hmm show like a proper hair show mm -hmm, but it's still exciting you can still see every single person that's attended the show you can network you can talk to so many amazing sponsors and have Mm -hmm. experiences Mm -hmm. and uh, i'm really looking forward to it hopefully we're going to take this all over the world right yeah
2: yeah i I mean i know this sounds silly but we're excited to go. We're excited. Yeah, yeah we're, we're excited. We've already got yeah. staff members saying, hey, I'm going to need the 24th and 25th of March. Yeah, off yeah, and yeah. going to it's the thrive event. We're like, well, count us in because we're taking yeah. off those days too. Yeah. yeah. It was funny because one of the staff asked me, hey, the Thrive event's coming. And I'm like, it is. And I went to the website <laughs> right. and I couldn't find a date. Oh. And I went here and I couldn't find a date. Yeah. It was in an Instagram story. Yeah. And one of my staff had found it on, it on Instagram the Instagram story. story. Right. And I had to actually go, well, where did you find yeah. it? Yeah, was yeah. Oh, an Instagram story. Let's write this down. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well,
1: We've just launched it. So um, I really hope you're going to be seeing it everywhere. Yeah. uh, Because we're really launching it on all of our social media, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah. So if I can, I want to ask you a deeper question now. Yes. You know, so you've gone on this amazing journey. Yeah. You know, you've gotten to where you're at now. Mm -hmm. um, And what's really great is the excitement and passion that you still bring. Yeah. Right. Um, Which is contagious. So thank you, by the way. (laughs) I want to ask... You know, along that journey, what have you seen? What have you seen change in our industry? Mm-hmm. And you know, we talked a little bit about you know um, the desire to work three jobs yes. and know what that looks like, right? Yeah. We've talked about before the power of social media and what yes. that looks like in our industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we kind of knock on certain segments of our population. We you know affectionately call them millennials, and we say they don't really work hard. Yeah, Chris and I will debate. Yeah, we think they do. We think they work really hard. They just work different, right? Um, So, what are the changes you've seen in the industry? Where you know, where do you see us going? Mm -hmm. What are the big changes you see that maybe we need to confront? Mm -hmm. You know, I want to touch briefly on this. You said something interesting about. Wanting to take education, you didn't say this, but I'm going to say it: <laughs> taking it away from the manufacturers and putting mm-hmm. it back with, you know, the hairdresser. Mm-hmm. That hair cutting had gotten way out here someplace, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. need to bring it back down. Um, so tell me, tell me what you've seen. What are the changes?
1: I think um, one of the biggest things for me mm-hmm. is obviously just what it looks like from a hairdressing point of view. Mm-hmm. So many people now, particularly on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Are working by themselves right. um, in studios, etc. Mm. And I get it. I understand. I want to be in control of what music goes on. I want to be in my own space. I totally get it. Mm. But it's also very dangerous, mm. isn't it? Because hairdressers are like a completely separate group of people. Mm. And we really enjoy being together. Mm. And we really feed off of each other. Mm. And we're a bit nosy and we want to see what's going (laughs) on, right? And so that piece, Mm -hmm. I think, is um, dangerously being affected Mm -hmm. in the industry right now. Mm -hmm. I think that... I have people come into class all the time right. and say to me, you know, I just really, really enjoying being in here mm-hmm. with a group of hairdressers, even yeah. if they don't know them, they've just yeah, walked right. in by themselves. Yeah. They just, they know they need to be with the herd. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that from an education point of view, right. I think that so many people are working individually or in small salons. They are not going to accumulate loads and loads of education points Mm -hmm. because they don't sell enough product. They don't go through enough product Mm -hmm. because they're a one-man band. So they can't rely on getting their education that way. And they have to go and seek it out Mm -hmm. in a different manner. And that's why, you know, independent education, et cetera, Mm -hmm. is, I think, um, you know, so well-received at the moment. And it's such a big movement. Mm -hmm as well
3: mm-hmm.
1: and um, I think people are really thinking about where are they putting their money where yeah. are they putting their hard-earned money yeah. and they want something of value yeah. and they want something they can take back yeah. and use and it can empower them yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I don't think people are looking for uh, some crazy technique. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they 'll never use anymore, mm. because they are using their own money now right. they 're not mm-hmm. using the salon owner's right. money they 're not using the points anymore mm-hmm. they buy themselves now mm-hmm. right so it's it 's different so oh. I think really the the you know the industry has changed definitely mm-hmm. um, what i 'm also seeing is um, you know people want different things don 't they you know uh the older generation of hairdressers i think. You know love to bang on about the old days
0: you know <laughs> i know but the old days I and
1: i was trained like i've caught myself I not
0: like that. doing that at, yeah. or trying to stop saying You've that gotta, because it's yeah. like nobody it. nobody gives nobody a shit yeah. nobody yeah. cares it just makes you look old, old. Yeah. 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 yeah
1: so it's not about age is it yeah. it's no. about state of mind yeah. um i've met amazing hairdressers in their 60s and they are so modern forward-thinking yeah. right. it's so refreshing yeah. and i've met 30 years that are complaining 60, yeah, about 65. the good old days, Brand you know. Yeah. So I think that you know, not you cannot, you cannot legitimately, as a stylist, say, oh, you know, I don't like social media, or mm-hmm. it's too technical for me, or I don't want to get involved in all that kind of stuff. That's ridiculous. I had a um, you got to get with it. I
2: had a coaching session with a with a, one of our stylists the other day. And she's um, struggling a little bit. Yeah. And one of her challenges was, I really know I need to get on social media. I was like, well, mm-hmm. how are you doing? She's like, well, I've got two posts on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Two. <laughs> and I was like, how's that working? She's like, I just, I can't get into it.
3: Yeah. you're it's a hell, struggling.
2: You're struggling to build. Yeah. Right? But you don't want to do this. Yes. You're struggling to move them out Right, yeah, yeah, and right. Don't right, want to do right. this.
1: So you have so, time.
2: So, yeah, so <laughs> that's the sad yeah. part, right? Talk about how social media has affected our industry from your eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think it's your new shop window, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, so, I think for me personally, when I qualified, mm-hmm. you would literally go and sit in the back break room mm-hmm. and you would wait for a client to walk in mm-hmm. off the street or you would be fed a new client mm-hmm. those days are over mm-hmm. yeah. you need to go out and hustle and find your clients right. and i think there's nothing wrong with going out in your community and still you know really connecting with okay, people because sure. that's still very powerful sure but what's quicker yeah. much easier to get on social media and start to show what you can do mm-hmm. You know, two clients and two people in your community. Mm. So I think what's really happened is the people that have really taken the bull by the horns and mm. really gone for it yeah. and got their heads around it mm. have really, really thrived at it. Yeah. And I think it's really exciting to see. I definitely hear people, you know, saying derogatory things mm. and negative things. About, oh, well, they've just, you know, they've just got a big instagram following and Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't mean that they can do really good hair and i feel like i'm a better hairdresser than Mm -hmm. that person but they're just famous because they've got more followers Mm -hmm. oh my god do you know how hard these people are working to get that amount of followers Mm -hmm. that is full-time job they might not be doing as much hair as you Mm -hmm. but they are working way harder in different areas So I take my hat off to anyone that's got a crazy amount of followers because I know how much work they're putting in yeah. to, get to do happen. it. Totally. Right. There's so much work.
2: Totally. So totally. I admire them. And I think it's one of those things where you have this buildup, yeah. right, where you're building, you're building, you're building, you're putting mm-hmm. a lot of work into social yeah. media, you're building, you're building, and you may not be seeing that great return yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you hit this threshold, mm-hmm. you know, and blam. Mm-hmm the chair is full oh. and people are coming in yep. and you're busy and you've got a waiting list. Yep. You know, people are DMing you saying, I need an appointment. You're like, ah, it's going to be three months. Yeah. yeah. How yeah.
1: exciting is that?
2: And how can you knock that? Maybe yeah. you don't see it uh-huh. until it hits uh-huh. that threshold. Yes. Yes. And all of a sudden it's a light switch.
0: Yes. Hey, look, you got to put in the I work. I mean, yeah, I mean, exactly.
2: you talked about yeah. the beginning of your career to yeah. kind of, to
0: kind of start to circle this mm-hmm. back, you know, i can't emphasize three years Mm -hmm. you know i can't emphasize that enough three years and then a two year hiatus probably partying around europe which we're all jealous of (laughs) um but you know but but that's a five-year span and really and nothing happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> then right. you had to beg to get a job yep, again. So maybe we're looking at yep. six years now. Oh yeah. And today, I, I want it today if I'm new. And yeah, so, I want it
2: nine to 12 yeah. months at the
0: moment. And you know what? <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Like, you know, we all, we all get it. Listen, so I want it in nine right, to 12 months. Right, absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. But yeah. I also know that that's yeah. probably not realistic. I'm yeah. going to have to put the work totally. in. Totally. Right? Yeah. Um, I would love, you know, this is still sitting in my head. So excuse me, no, but I love the story you told about being on the train and watching fashion <laughs> fly by you cool. and progress. You love you. that, sure. yeah. As you yeah. move you from the suburbs that. into the city, yeah, right. And you watch, and I think that social media is that for us. If yes. I'm going to make a really bad connection mm-hmm. because. Through social media, you're looking out the window. That's right, yeah. and you're watching Ooh, things zoom by. That was a great connection, dude. Like, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you get to watch that zoom by. Only you get to do it from the comfort yeah. of your you know, yeah. your yeah. Or, yeah,
0: I love it. I love
2: it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I I feel like we could talk all day long with Sally. Yeah, this is really uh, bad
2: because I am not finished. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I know your ta- I know we're finished. Yeah, I I'm know just you're.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, do you want to ask Sally one more question? No, we'll be much. here for three more hours. Yeah. <laughs> I can't ask one more question. Um, Well, typically what we do to start to wind our podcasts up, Sally, is just to kind of, you know, picture the listener who might be listening to us, and, you know, whether it's a hairdresser, possibly newer, or maybe somebody who's in their career who's kind of curious about next-level stuff. Um, What's some advice that you'd love to leave a student with when you have the opportunity to... Make an impression.
1: I think the the biggest thing is just work hard, you know, and be impressive and don't take no for an answer. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what I always did. That's what I still do. Someone tells me no, not interested. I'll just keep going until I get it. Mm -hmm. So determination, um, not taking no for an answer and just putting the work in. I will always employ the most enthusiastic person in the room. Mm -hmm. Um rather than the best technical person in the room. Mm. So be impressive. Push yourself forward. Mm. Go and find someone that you want to work for Mm. and go and bang on the door, Mm. literally, Mm. or on social media. I get so many messages all the time. How can I work for you? How can I come and do work experience? Mm. You know, it's great. It's exciting. Mm. Mm. So, you know, don't take no for an answer. Be determined, Mm. uh, you know, and go for it. Yeah, that's awesome. the biggest
0: thing. Yeah, fantastic. John?
2: I'm great. Uh, like I said, if I ask any more questions, I can't stop at one. Um, I just really mm-hmm. want to say thank you. Oh, um, thank you. You know, we got to meet, I'll keep this short, we got to meet Sally mm-hmm. because she came to work at our academy yeah. mm-hmm. and work with our instructors to help us up our game yeah. um, as instructors yeah, with Cune, our students. Yeah, at CUNE by Academy by 124
0: in, uh, and yep, in Lawrenceville, Lawrenceville, Georgia.
2: So, you know, our journey started there, and I just have to let you know that that's made a great difference in both what our instructors can deliver and their ability to pass that on to our students. So I I want to say thank you for that.
0: Thank you. Yeah, and I want to also say thank you for just for the past couple of days, but also, again, for sitting down with us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just spent, you know, Sally just spent a long day teaching. She put her money where her mouth is and and sat down with us, you know, uh, showing that, you know, even at your level, putting in the hard work, you know, you you could have said no, um, (laughs) and you didn't. And so we appreciate that. Uh, That said, if you're listening to this podcast and you, you know, feel like you enjoyed it, And want to keep hearing more, please hit the subscribe button. Uh, And you can find us in a few different places. You can find us at 124Go on YouTube, where we're uh, constantly uploading new videos of uh, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So, as many of you know, we work with a six salon group, we have 130 hairdressers, and we share a lot of uh, leadership behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. a lot of behind the scenes interpersonal meetings with Uh, are, you know, how how that team is operated there. You can also find us on Instagram at 124.go and feel free to message us and reach out. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, Please screenshot it and share us in our Instagram your Instagram stories and tag us and we will do the same for you.
2: And don't forget, if your podcast um, app allows you to, leave us wicked a Wicked Nice Review. Wicked Nice Review. <laughs> I prefer five stars. put so. <laughs> that out there.
0: <laughs> thanks everybody for listening and, and until next time.
2: Yeah, thanks for being here. Peace out.
0: Bye. Bye.